Hi guys, this is Natasha Brown and you have tuned into His Word. His Word is here to bring glory to God's name, one testimony at a time. We are here to encourage, uplift, inspire, evangelize and to fellowship with Christ. So what is a testimony? A testimony is the evidence that God is working in your life. It gives us the assurance that God is real and that he is definitely here. So what are you waiting for? Share your testimony today. Hear his word, speak his word and share his word. His word is God's word. Hello everyone and welcome back to another fantastic episode on Testimony Tuesdays. This is Natasha Brown and you have tuned into his word. This is episode 18 called University Life and I had to go there, I had to go there. A lot of us are now away from home. A lot of us are now thinking about going to university in September or you're currently at university but this episode I promise you is going to change your perspective and allow you to see that sometimes the enemy can use being in a new place. He can use isolation. He can use loneliness to move you away from God. But I'm here to let you know that no matter where you are, no matter how lonely you feel, use that as an opportunity to get closer to God. Use that as an opportunity to cry out to him. Let him hear your voice. Let him know your heart's desires. Allow him to speak to you and remove any voice from the, from the enemy in the name of Jesus. So we are welcoming our guest today. His name is Walter, and he's all the way from Botswana. I pray that you guys are blessed by this episode. Hallelujah. Thank you, Natasha. And um, I'm happy that I'm here sharing my testimony today. Um, my name is Walter. Walter is my middle name. I have a Botswana name, Ununufile uh, Walter Muhutiwa. So Ununufile basically means God is might. And then Walter Muhutiwa. Muhutiwa is my surname. Um, I'm in Botswana. I don't know whether you know Botswana. Botswana is uh, one country in southern Africa. In Africa, yeah. Um, it's a very small population, about 2.1 million, somewhere there, 2.1 million, 2.4, yeah. My occupation, ever since I graduated from university, I have been working in the insurance industry, life insurance industry. So I'm um, a regional sales manager. I've been in the industry for, for over 13 years. So this is the only industry that I do know and understand. My testimony today is basically going to be on my life journey with Christ, the way it started and, you know, the challenges that I faced along the way as a Christian. I grew up in church. My dad is a pastor in a Pentecostal church. And I was born in, in a family setup where, you know, raised by uh, parents who are in ministry. And you can tell that from uh, the way I was raised, I was raised in the ways of God. And, you know, even at a very tender age, I was one person who was so much into, you know, the things of God. Even at school, as a little boy, I would share the word of God. I remember even as a kid, we had a neighbor who used to say, you are going to be a pastor one day. And I also grew up thinking that I'll end up as a pastor. I then went to university as an innocent young Christian boy. And I went to university in a different country. And where I was, the area that I was in was... Uh, 
miles too far from from my hometown. I was far from my parents and that's where I always tell people that I don't know how the devil tricked me because I was in a place where I felt like very lonely. I was really, really lonely and I needed to, you know, belong to a certain group of people. And most of the varsity kids were just partying and drinking and doing all sorts of things. And each day that I was all alone in my room, I felt, you know, the loneliness was just strong. And within a very short space, I found myself now indulging, you know, in alcohol. I remember the first day I, I drank alcohol. I, I cried. I cried and I prayed. I said, God, I don't know how I got myself into this mess. Please help me. Take me out of this mess. And it was just a circle. I would drink, go to church, drink, and then it then got to a point where now I couldn't care less. I was just that guy who's always drinking and partying. And then the womanizing also came along the way. You know, because as a varsity guy, when you are in varsity, there is alcohol and the girls and then the drugs as well, because I smoked a lot and I took some drugs as well. I remember there was a point where I was very, very sick. Uh, I had alcohol poisoning. I couldn't eat. I I was sick. And at the time, you know, most of uh, the Botswana students in, in other countries were just dying uh, because of drugs and, and uh, drug abuse and the like, overdose. And most people were coming to my room to check on me and people were just saying, hey, this guy is going to die. Are we going to lose a Botswana student like this? And uh, I cried to God. I remember I cried to God. I promised God, I said, God, please spare my life. I will, I will come back. I'll live for you. I'll be faithful in my work with you. Uh, please spare my life. And God spared my life indeed. But guess what happened? I went back to the same, you know, lifestyle. It didn't change. And at some point, I was out drinking with some friends. And, you know, I was, I was driving. I was still a varsity student. I was driving at the time. And I was stopped by the police. I was drunk and had taken drugs. And the police now took me to a holding cell. And while in a holding cell, they said to me, it appears like you are not only drunk on alcohol, you've taken other substances. So what's going to happen is we are going to detain you and you are going to have to go to court. And you are going to take blood samples and uh, we are sending your blood samples to the lab. We are going to wait for the results from the lab. Another time I was an international student in a foreign country, and I'm in a foreign prison, you know, waiting for to go to for, for court mentioning. And I was scared. During that period, I saw my future, you know, uh, uh, going away from me. I was in a cell with one Muslim guy. I was just scared before they moved me to another cell. So I was with him, just the two of us. And I had smuggled some cigarettes in the in the cell, and that's the one thing that helped us to like you know talk talk a bit because I had cigarettes and he also wanted to smoke, so we smoked. In the morning he left, and then I was taken to now a cell that had a lot of people. There, there were murderers in there who were awaiting mentioning a uh, court, and I was with them. A lot of people from different countries. Uh, I was just there with drug dealers inside there. 
and they were just asking me, what did you do? And I was just scared that, God, why am I here? And then I cried to God. I cried to God. I said, God, please take me out of this situation. I will save you. And then uh, I went to court. And at court, I was then uh, cleared to go. Uh, when I went back, guess what happened again? I went back to, <laughs> to that very same lifestyle. It's like, you know, whenever God spared my life, those chances I would cry and promise God that God, no, this time I'm changing for good. And I'll find myself in that circle. And I didn't know. Honestly, in my heart, I wanted to quit. But somehow I, I didn't have the strength to just quit, you know, and, and serve God. Because now all my friends, all the people that I associated with, were people who were doing the very same things I didn't want to do. And as a young man, I couldn't just stand on my own because these guys had become family, had become my friends. And the one common thing that kept us uh, uh, close was those things that we were doing that were outside the will of God. And then luckily, I managed to complete my studies and came back to uh, Botswana. And when I got back, you know, I was I was fortunate enough to land a job without any struggles because unemployment is something that is on on the rise in our country here. A lot of graduates, some have gone for about eight years, for eight years or even more without employment, though they are degree holders. So what happened was I, I landed my job and I continued living the way I was living, you know, alcohol, women and the drugs i was not taking drugs anymore you know i was just smoking and and drinking excessively there was a point where i drank everything and then i moved to a different place and in that place when i got there i got lonely again remember when i went to varsity i was i was feeling lonely so in that place i think god uh, you know separated me from and the people that I associated with, he put me in a different town where I didn't have friends so that he could now speak to me. I was lonely and I used to drink alone by myself. I would just buy alcohol and go into my house and then I will drink. And then slowly I felt empty, empty like there's something that is missing in my life. I would cry to God and say, God, please help me. Help me because I can't rid myself of these habits that I don't like. I find myself doing all these things, but my heart belongs to you. Help me to get out of this thing. I would still be doing all these things while praying and crying to God. I remember, I always tell people that somehow I believe, I will tell you what happened. I, I strongly believe that the reason why I'm where I am now, I went to Victoria Falls in Zambia, the different country. I went there, I was drunk. And as drunk as I was, I saw uh, some old uh, white people. They were wearing jerseys written uh, Texas missionaries. When I saw Texas missionaries, I left the guys that I was with. I went to those uh, missionaries. I said to them, I'm seeing that you have jerseys written Texas missionaries. My name is Walter and my dad is a pastor. I feel like I've disappointed God so much. I don't like the life that I'm living now, I'm drunk, please, wherever you go, when you get to Texas, write my name down. I want you to pray for me. And they said to me, Walter, we are going to pray for you. 
I always tell people that I think those people, those missionaries prayed for me. Because a month later, I was just stuck in my house. I didn't want anything to do with alcohol. I wanted God. And I called one local pastor. I said to the pastor, please come and pray with me. Come and pray for me. And that pastor said to me, hey, Walter, I'm not in town. I'm out of town. I'm only coming back after a few days. And I couldn't wait. You know, I played God channel. I prayed for myself. I gave my life to Christ by myself. And when the pastor came back after those few days, he came to my house and he said to me, you called me, I was worried about you, what's wrong? I said to him, you took forever. I couldn't wait any longer because I needed God in my life. And you know, from that point, I changed, I turned my life around completely. And I started serving in church, in the local church. I was in church almost every day. And all the spare time that I had, I gave it to doing God's work. I'd go to hospitals to pray for the sick. And God was just using me because I remember I'd, I'd go there and, you know, I, I was touching a lot of lives. I'd go and some, I, I remember I used to even go to, you know, even in the village there, I'd go and pray for the old people, pray for the sick. I always wanted to do something for the challenge is now, I started now experiencing the testament of my faith because as I committed my life to Christ like that again, now I started facing a lot of challenges in my life. You know, I, I, I experienced a lot of house breakings. Uh, my car had an accident at work. Uh, they were just plotting uh, against me. Uh, so that I, 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 I would get, I could be fired. So I received a letter from HR summoning me for things I didn't do. And I was happy that they were just talking about things I didn't do. And God, you know, showed himself as God because, you know, the, the way he turned my life around and the favor that I experienced because God favored me during that period. I remember you know, my neighbors at the time, they were just mocking me, mocking me, saying, ah, man of God, you, are, you say you are a man, of, a man of God, you claim to be a man of God, to be a praying man of God. But look at us, we don't experience these challenges that you're experiencing. Your house is always being broken into. You're experiencing a lot of house breakings. People are stealing your things. I was losing my things, my property. And my neighbors were just making fun of this, saying, are you sure you are praying to the right God? Even when I was going through those things, all those things, even when they were happening to me at the time, the one thing that I had in my life was the peace that I cannot explain. You know, I was at peace. You know, I, I had the joy in my life that was so intense. And even when I was going through these things, I would just praise God and say, God, thank you. I don't know what you are trying to teach me here, but whatever you are teaching me, I pray that you give me the strength to overcome every challenge and every obstacle that I'm facing in my life. I started now, you know, seeing the favor of God because even the way I moved from uh, that town where God took me to and placed me in solitude so he can win me back to him. You know, I then went to Khaburun, which is the capital city. And the way I went there, there was a post that was advertised for over a year. And, you know, they were interviewing and no one they couldn't find a match for that post. 
And then someone just called me and said, Walter, do you like it where you are? And I said, hey, this place is too far. I don't like it. It's far from, from even my relatives and everyone. So and they said, okay, no. Uh, do you mind coming to occupy this post? And that post, I said, no, I don't mind. And then I was given that post. And then all the other posts, God was just favoring me with posts. And, you know, I've just experienced God in my life. I see the blessing. I celebrate every little thing that I see in my life. That is why I ended up now, just last year, December, deciding that, you know what, uh, God has been true faithful has been kind to me i need to now start retracing my steps and start sharing the word of god that's when i opened tiktok i didn't know how tiktok went i heard there was tiktok and then when i went there i said okay this is an app that i'm going to use to just show people that you know what you can be a man but who fears god and who's not ashamed uh, to talk about god publicly He's growing me. The more I post, the more it forces me to even learn to read the word of God more. And as I read and as I minister, the same word still speaks life in me. I, I know my identity in Christ, you know, and all I want to do is just share the good news. That's my testimony. Hallelujah. That was such a wonderful testimony. Even when you were um, telling your testimony, mm. I, I had like tears in my eyes because it's, it's just amazing how everything that happens to us yeah if we aren't led by the spirit we can either see it as the enemy attacking us or we can see it as god allowing his glory to be seen in our lives you know mm-hmm. and, and the yeah. verse that came to my mind was ecclesiastics chapter 4 verse 9 to 10 and it reads two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed if one person falls the other can reach out and help but someone who falls alone is in real trouble when you were out there in um university you were by yourself you were isolated right and the enemy he he likes to isolate us he likes to put us in places of isolation because that's when he can go in our minds and try and tell us things that aren't true that's when he can go in our minds and tempt us that's why it's so important for us to be in church or to be around people who are also like christ because if we're by ourselves it's harder to fight when we are down but if we are around other people and we are down they're able to help pick us up right and it's just amazing how you've come so far in your journey with god i don't even know how i came across you on TikTok, but I believe that I came across you for a reason. There's a lot of people who are currently come over from Africa who, or who have come over from China or any country that, that they have come over to England and now they are in university and they are in a new environment. They don't know anyone and they're around things that could either lead them out of Christ or lead them into Christ. And I think this um, testimony is so powerful because a lot of us are placed in cycle over and over and over again, but we're praying and saying, God help me, God help me. And, and we continue and continue to pray but we also continue to go back to our sin but what i could hear was that your heart really wanted to come out of that sin and i think what's important is that even though you continue to pray and do what you were doing already 
as well in the world you continue yeah. to seek his face and because you continue to seek his face god sent two people from texas to come yeah. and help you how amazing is that i think sometimes as people we pray and then we think oh you know what god isn't helping me so you know i'm over it i won't pray anymore but you continue to pray and i think it is so important for anybody out there who's playing this episode to continue to pray even if you can't see it move yet you continue to pray until god comes through for you because he can hear you but he wants to see your heart he wants to see how hard you want it and from hearing your testimony i know that you wanted it so badly to come out of that and it's just yeah. it's just so powerful like i wanted to ask you this though for anyone who's currently in university or anyone who's planning to move away from home or move away from their um, church do you have any advice for them to prevent this from happening to prevent this loneliness and this isolation i would say you know what you have to do when you get into a new place which is something that i i I do now all the time when i get into a new place i look for a local church and I always make sure that I introduce myself to the, even the pastors, the local pastors to say, I am so and so I am from this area and I'll be in this area for this long. So I would like to fellowship with you. And, and then the pastors, because they pastor the flock of Christ, they will definitely place you under someone's care. Maybe say, oh, we have uh, these guys who go to the same university as you uh, and Obviously, you'll find that in, in some of the universities as well, there are some Bible uh, groups, and then you, you need to really look for, uh, for such groups so that at least you don't, you don't, you don't feel uh, lonely and you don't feel out of place because that's what the devil wants to do to defeat us. The reason why I was defeated was because, one, I felt like I was too far, I was scared because even getting to that place, uh, the very first day when I got there, I felt like I'm too far from my parents and I wanted to go back that very same day because I was scared. Already the devil uh, planted fear and then that fear then meant that uh, I need to at least uh, find someone who can take care of me because I was used to being taken care of. Obviously, I ended up landing with the wrong crowd. Uh, what I can say to people who are in universities or people who uh, maybe away from whoever or the, the, their church uh, look for a place of worship because there is always a place of worship in every area there are Christians. So if you look for them, and nowadays even on Facebook, you can just find a look for a local church in whatever area you are in and you'll find a local church so that you don't find yourself now being all alone been doing you know i remember there was a time i saw some 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 prostitute while i was still you know serving god i and they came to me they said you know what this thing is too strong we want to change we want and i took their names the same way those texas missionaries took their, my names and I was faithful uh, to pray. I was praying for them. And then I bumped into one after some years and she had a very good job she was working. And I was happy. I thought, I thought, you know, you see, God works. So what I can hear as well is that sometimes we can pray for ourselves about a situation, but sometimes it yeah. requires other people praying on our behalf, you know. 
I think for anybody who's playing this episode as well, it's important for us to just not be ashamed as well. Like you approached two people and you said, look, I drink, I do this, I do that, pray for me. I feel like sometimes it takes the boldness to be honest about our sin and to let people know, okay, look, this is what I'm currently experiencing. And I think a lot of people are afraid to be honest about things. But if you're not honest about it, sometimes it's harder for us to pray for you. Like we need to call out this sin by its name. Right. Yes. Yes. So it's just powerful how you saw how these two people in Texas helped you. So you now try and help other people, and it's just amazing how she came back and you saw that God really does answer prayers. So thank you very much, Walter, for coming on to the His Word podcast. It's been very inspirational. I know that your testimony will reach many people around the world because we all have the same thing in common. You know, we all have the same thing in common. We are human and sometimes we make errors, but it's important for us to always go back to our first love. So thank you and God bless you. God bless you. We thank God that he continues to work wonders in our lives. And I just want to say as well that if you do have a testimony, do not hesitate to reach out. We are an international platform and we are here to glorify God's name internationally. So if you do have a testimony, do not keep it to yourself. If your friends and family has shared something amazing, you let us know and we're able to use this platform to glorify God's name and to bring many people to Christ. The Bible tells us in Revelations chapter 12 verse 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Do you know how powerful that is? The living word lets us know that we have a duty to overcome, to overcome every obstacle of the enemy, everything that he has programmed to have dominion over your life, everything that he has programmed to work against you, every obstacle, it fails because of your testimony. It fails because you were able to overcome. It fails because you took that step to glorify God's name, to be obedient, to really acknowledge him. So if you are sitting on a testimony, sit no longer. Change the narrative on your life and give God all the glory. You don't know who you're able to impact. You don't know who you're able to save just by sharing what he has done for you. So guys, it's been a pleasure. It's Natasha Brown and you have listened to his word.